Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Rampart for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Rampart is the story of the big brains at Atari realizing that you can take basically any game and make it better by adding Tetris to it. Mm, any game pretty much how many name a game uh halo infinite it's better if you had tetris to it (laughs) just imagine oh i got this gun and now it's shooting out different color uh, different shapes uh tetraminos and and they do different amount of damage oh that sounds more like it's a better game it's a better game now it's like fortnite where you're building with a br yeah 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 (laughs) tetraminos what now, I know that every single person out there in the world who's listening to this already knows what Rampart is because it's just a revolutionary, game-changing game that uh, really just spurred on the gaming industry and led us to where we are today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had played uh, Rampart extensively before you got it for me for my birthday last year. Yeah. Um, I, I was actually last year before my birthday, I was like, hey, man. I would really appreciate it if you get me this game that I'm super passionate yeah, about. Yeah, well, I actually remember your, your was it your sixth grade birthday or your, your six-year-old birthday <laughs> where you had a Rampart-themed birthday party? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, for those of you who don't know what Rampart is, you might be out there and be like, what is Rampart? That's that weird Matthew McConaughey movie from like four years ago, right? No, you're wrong. It was a, it was a video game, an arcade game first, actually, that came out yeah. at some point, but Dan will give you all the fun facts. But if you don't know what the, just the basic game is, it's basically like a shooter, old school arcade shooter game, kind of like Missile Command or Space Invaders kind of. But imagine between rounds of shooting at people, you had to build a base out of kind of like Tetris pieces, like a bunch mm-hmm. of different Lego pieces. You're building your base and then you shoot and then you build your base. That's what Rampart is. Yeah. And yeah. the reason we're playing this is because it's my fault. It's my fault we're playing this. Jordan Ember. No, don't make it a pun. Jember. We got, well, I'll work on it. Yeah. I'll figure out something by the end of the episode. Is it the day this comes out is my birthday? Probably. Let's see. The day this episode comes out is my birthday. Well, it depends. That's true. If you're a Patreon person, you're getting this before my birthday. If you're if you're just one of our many, many fine listeners who's listening on the day it comes out and not a Patreon subscriber, it's my birthday. And so I said, Happy Dan, birthday. I want to pick a game. Where, let's play Rampart. Yeah. Uh, when we played Rampart, we sure we sure did. Dan, had you this... ever even heard of Rampart before I told you about it? Uh, I can't say that I had heard of it. So this is my story about Rampart. During uh, so right before COVID, I was at an arcade and I and I experienced Rampart and I was like, that was a cool game. I wonder if it exists on a home console. And then during the pandemic, I was playing a lot of the NES version of Rampart. And I kept telling Dan about how cool it was, and he wasn't really sure about it because it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing. And then I eventually was like, I just need to give this to Dan, so I gave it to him for his birthday. <laughs> and then like... this year for Dan's birthday, I gave him something else too because I didn't want to give him Rampart two years in a row. But I also gave Dan Rampart for the Famicom this year, so he's yeah. got multiple copies of this game. <laughs> I'm wondering if next year i have the genesis or the the super nintendo well a lot of people look forward to a lot of people say that i don't know if it's the game boy or the game boy color version is like the best port of it so 
you never know. Maybe that's coming next year. Well, I don't have the Game Boy price written down, but it was the the highest. I know what it is because I considered putting it on my uh, Christmas list, <laughs> and then I didn't because it's really hard to explain to your family how to buy a used video game off of Amazon. It's just like a weird kind of thing. <laughs> it's in the, yeah. Just I'll, 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 I'll save it for later. Instead. I'll save it for later. Oh man, um, Jordan, this one. Uh, I guess we should transition to some fun facts. I would love some fun facts. I realize my notes are a little bit of a mess here, so I'm I'm on Wikipedia on my phone because I forgot to write down the release dates. Well, yeah, this is a good opportunity <laughs> to mention our sponsor, Wikipedia. <laughs> it's kind of a reverse sponsorship because instead of them giving us money, like we go to their website and they ask us for money like once a year. <laughs> it's going on right now too. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's a perfect time of year to go yeah. give Wikipedia some money. <laughs> I looked at my release dates and they're like 2004. I'm like, wait a minute. No, 1990. I no, I know. And that's just it. I'm like, hold on. I, Cause I, so to, to give you guys a peek behind the curtain in the notes app. Ooh, uh, shout our, out to, our former sponsor, the, <laughs> notes app. To the notes app. Um, I copy and paste all of my notes from the previous episodes and then I fix the stuff that I need to fix. So I have oh. all these sections like what the game does well. I don't delete that heading. Oh. I just delete the information under what the game does well. Seems inefficient, but because, all right, you do you. Well, it's not inefficient because I've got all these fancy bullet points and bolds and underlines, and it's very organized. It's just <laughs> yeah, just imagine all of the 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 power tools that come Shout with the out notes to the app. Notes app yeah, man. notes like, app. Seriously, you don't get bold and headings in any other app. Only in the notes app. <laughs> You gotta love formatting text. You can even resize it. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, fun facts. <laughs> so, anyways, I'm I'm like I got while you're talking, I'm like I gotta look up Wikipedia on my phone. <laughs> I actually <laughs> so know I actually know dates. the release stuff because there's something funny about this, Dan. Oh, if you look up Rampart, the original release date is gonna say 1990 because the arcade version, right? But it didn't actually come out until 1991. The copyright precedes the actual release date by a year. It's kind of weird. So I think in the on the Wikipedia page, well, actually, I have it. I have it here. Yeah. I, oddly enough, uh, I think it's had a limited release in the U.S. in like October of 1990. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, Seems like revisionist history. There's a lot of Rampart fans out there, so I'm sure somebody will set us straight. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's heard of this game. Uh, I want to find this. I'm like, I'm mad. I can't find something on the Wikipedia page. Uh, anyways. All right. So the Wikipedia page, Jordan says that this game came out in the U S on October 26th, 1990. Well, I guess we'll I think it had know. a limited release. Like no. maybe they did like a trial run with the cabinets or whatever. Like, Oh, maybe sure. We're writing fan fiction now. Well, didn't they do that with like pong and stuff? Atari. It was Atari, right? So they, I think Atari or maybe was that Donkey Kong? Are we there's, just listing off some... games now? <laughs> Mario. I think that that was how Donkey Kong became a success, was they were like, let's test this. Yeah, do it a limited release. Yeah. That sounds right. So that might be it. And then, okay. Similar is... levels of success between Donkey Kong and Rampart. <laughs> it's funny how long it's taking me to say these just simple release dates. Because I just noticed another thing. The Wikipedia says, uh, release date says U.S. October 26th, 1990. And then it says North America, February of 1991. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm saying there's some sort of weird so, time yeah. slip going on here. Maybe it's so, like a Mandela effect kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, it made its way up to Canada, down to Mexico, arcades, North America. Okay, sure. <laughs> in February. And then uh, in Japan and Europe, it came out in April. Of 1991. 
that's oh that explains so much about the cultural revolutions of <laughs> April 1991 in those regions. Oh man, uh, Jordan, this was this is uh, this game is on a lot of platforms. It yeah, it seriously is on a lot of platforms. They ported this thing onto everything. Yeah, so it was the the Wikipedia page said ported to the Super Nintendo, the Master System, the Genesis the Atari Lynx, and like a bunch of PC platforms. And then different versions were made for the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, NES, and Famicom. Yeah. So you have like 85 versions of Rampart. Yeah. I mean, if you count everything I just said, 85. There's people out there who uh, just, they only collect Rampart, but they have it for every system. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to our friend Tron on Discord who just posted a Reddit post of somebody who has... Uh, over 2,000 copies of Sneaking for the Xbox 360. Sneak King. Sneak King, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, the, you're, you mean the Burger King. Yes. Metal Gear Metal Gear Burger King. There's there's people like that who exist for every game. So I'm sure there's somebody out there who collects all the yeah. part ports. Well, you got the Pokemon collectors as well who collect all of the... That one kind of makes the, sense. Like Pokemon cards specifically, I think, was is kind of what they do is collect all of one Pokemon. My my theory of on collecting is that all of it is silly. So you might as well <laughs> collect something silly like Sneak King, the, yeah, the Metal right. Gear Solid Goodness. Burger King game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the game was developed by Atari. It says it was published by Atari and Namco. I think Namco was in Japan or something. Um, and then the NES, the Super Nintendo, and the DOS versions were done by a company called Bitmasters. And the NES version was published by Jaleco? 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 And then the Famicom version was done by Konami. Yeah, and then so I you, saw there's also a version EA got in on it at some gotta, point. This is an entire hot mess. Of Midway, like, it's published on the Midway Arcade yeah. Collection, so they must have had something to do that. Like literally, every publisher was like, "We." It's like if you ever read the history of Tetris and how everybody wanted Tetris. Yeah, it's kind of like that for yeah. Rampart. Everybody wanted in on the it's very on, strange. on Rampart. It's very strange um, because it. I don't know if this is true or if I'm making it up, but it feels like if it's one of those games that there's like 8,000 versions of it, you should probably have heard of it, but I had never heard of it before you were like, Dan, we'll get, let me tell you about Rampart. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. You, it's right. like kind of like there's, there's there's bands out there that are like, most people don't know about them, but it's your favorite band's favorite band. Uh, and I like to think yeah. that Rampart is your favorite game dev's favorite game. We'll get there. Just okay. hold on All to right. that. Hold on okay. to that spicy okay. little nugget okay. in your brain. It's a spicy meatball. At, no, it's a nugget. Wendy's spicy nuggets. <laughs> uh, Jordan, I don't have any more fun facts. That's enough fun. <laughs> That's enough fun. Let's get on to the serious parts. All right, let's get into what the game does well. Dan, I guess we'll get into that spicy nugget right off the bat here. <laughs> okay. I think one of the coolest things about this game is that it was the first tower defense game. The first tower defense game. Like if you go on the tower defense Wikipedia page, shout out to our sponsor Wikipedia, <laughs> and you look at our sponsor. the tower defense wiki, <laughs> it, this is listed in there as the first tower defense game. Like they'll, they'll go and say like, uh, you know, uh, Space Invader, like they'll show like how the games got there, but then they say the first like prototypical tower defense game, Rampart. 
Interesting. Yeah. Because so, it's like, I saw, it was like, it, it, it had influence on the, I didn't, I don't think I saw that it explicitly yeah, it, was it the was, first. But. It was the first. It says it is the first one. It introduced the build, defend, repair cycle of modern tower defense games. And it, it's interesting because the, the genre kind of took off. This came out in 1991, and then it got like real mainstream when it was uh, tower defense mini games were included in Final Fantasy VI and VII. Okay, and then obviously everybody remembers the tower defense boom of the late 2000s with flash games like Bloons and Bloons Two and Bloons Three and so on. When it kind of just took the internet by storm, and everybody was defending their towers. Yeah, tower defense is fun. I like that. I that concept, that idea. Yeah, um, I'm more of like a. I've never played Bloons. What do you mean you never played Bloons? I got like Bloons Five on my phone. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of like traditional like th- th- um, little monsters running down the path, and yeah. you have like pre-made area. Like Defense Grid is a modern version. Yeah. of like the kind of tower defense that I'm a big fan. That's of. what Bloons is like. Okay. And I'm also I like so you could put Rampart on. <laughs> on our list for the greatest retro gaming series of all time yes that was a um, that was a patreon exclusive yeah, episode for, for super worth it or worthless all stars deluxe um and so i started playing some tower defense games to capture some footage and i got into plants versus zombies and i was like i like this game yeah there's something about plants versus zombies that's fun and you you wouldn't have had that without rampart so yeah. that's that's one of the things i love about this game is that it was you know, it's not often that you get to like look at a game and say like this is the one that kicked off the trend. Granted, yeah. tower defense isn't you know two D platforming no, or whatever. No. It's not like that like massive genre that everybody knows about, but it is a a genre in its own right that many people know and love. Yeah, I mean, this game feels to me a, a little bit like Castlevania Two, where it's like this is a rough draft of something that was gonna get really good later. We should probably explain what the actual gameplay of this game is like because I'm gonna guess like two percent of people have ever played this. Two <laughs> percent. Yeah. So if you if you want to picture this in your head, you have a field with a bunch of castles, and the game starts. You pick a castle, and it builds a wall around it. The game just builds a little wall, and then you place some cannons in there. all around your castle. Yeah. In, in like a square. You've been surrounded by a wall. Then you get to place some cannons in there, and that's that's your build phase. Now it's gonna go into the attack phase, where if you're in single player, you're trying to blow up ships out in the ocean and if you're in multiplayer you're trying to blow up your opponent it goes for like 15 20 seconds and then it stops and now you have 15 to 20 seconds to repair your walls which have been damaged by two ton cannonballs yes the manual says that the cannonballs are two tons (laughs) which seems like that defies the laws of physics for a cannonball to be two tons but just going with what the manual says your walls have been destroyed and now you're going to get like 20 seconds to fix your walls but you're not just getting like straight up rectangular pieces you're getting they're not tetris pieces per se but they're kind of like some the, of them are. some of them are just like one little dot they might be two or three some of them are like crazy tetris shapes or pentomino shapes and you have all of these and you're like frantically trying to build your walls you have to totally encase your castle in a wall again and then once that phase is over you get to build your towers and then the whole thing goes again and you yes. keep fighting until you've destroyed your enemy or they've destroyed you or if you're unable to build your wall around your castle before the time runs out you lose you if you if yeah. your walls aren't all the way around your castle apparently 
you're dead. You're just dead. And if you are efficient and you wall up another castle, because there's usually like three or four on the field, yeah. you'll get even more cannons to place inside of your 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 walls. Yeah, you're always trying to expand um, your territory and build more so, cannons and, yeah. and destroy your opponent. And it's kind of that that cycle of uh, build, mm-hmm. defend, and repair. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's the pieces. Um, I mean, I guess we'll get into this later, but like the pieces are pretty random. Yeah, um, they're pretty so random. It's, it's you have to uh, hope for the best. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, and place them strategically. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's pretty simple overall. Um, I was playing it, you know, in prep for this episode, and, and then like, is this is there more? And it doesn't seem like you know, as we played for what did we play another two hours today? Yeah, we played the arcade version. On the Midway Classics Collection on Xbox 360 or whatever it's called. And then we played the NES version. And it seems like, the, yeah, pretty much Rampart is you you build and you repair your walls and repeat. Yeah. So. Yep. Pretty simple. Pretty yeah, simple. Pretty so. simple. Um, another thing that, that happens too, like that, I mean, may or may not be obvious, is like you have to wait till your cannonballs land to be able to shoot again. Yeah. So you're you hit, strategically yeah. based. So the the pieces, since they're random shapes, you might want to like try to poke like single holes in your opponent's walls to kind of uh, make it harder for them to repair. Yeah. If you destroy all of your opponent's walls, it's going to be pretty easy for them just to slap dash, throw up a square around yeah. their castle. If you leave a bunch of random pieces up, now they have to try to build around those and it's super annoying and that's when they get into trouble. So there's yeah. definitely some strategy there. There's some puzzle element with yeah. the... The pieces, so it kind of smashes together a shooting genre with a puzzle genre, and that is actually another thing that I think the game does well. In an era of games that constantly chased fads, like you had, you know, somebody would make something cool, and everybody would be like, "I'm gonna make a clone of that cool thing." That's yeah. why you got like a million different shoot 'em up games or a million different beat 'em up games. This game in 1990 was doing something very different. It's like, what if we took a shooting game and a puzzle strategy game and smashed them together? And I like that it combines those two things. Uh, yeah, one of the things that I have that the game does well is is it is definitely a unique premise. Yeah. Um, I mean, even even for tower defense, I would say it's a pretty unique premise because it's like, I mean, it definitely has that arcadey, not not space invaders, but like you're shooting at something, you're guiding a cursor around the screen and shooting. Yeah. But it's like you also have this lose condition where you have to keep your castle surrounded. Yep. And it's like this really hectic um, build phase where you're like hoping for the best to repair your walls. And like, there's something about it that's really interesting. And I have never played a game quite like Rampart. Yeah. When I found this, I was like, man, I want to play some more of these like old school kind of tower defense games. And there really isn't a whole lot else like this until you start to see some spinoffs later in the nineties. Well, even like what spinoffs are you even talking about? Well, that's the thing. Like, so it started, you started getting them as like mini games. So when they included tower defense, mini games in final fantasy six and seven, like those were two of the like first big examples of it, like making its way into the mainstream. If you can call final fantasy six and seven, the mainstream. I mean, yeah. I mean, has anybody ever really played those games? No, people have played them, but like, have they though? You can show, you can, show cloud to a random mom on the street and she's not going to know who that is it's not like mario or like pac-man or donkey kong <laughs> where like you can show a grandma and she's going to say oh that's that's a uh, red luigi <laughs> what? 
What is happening right now? Rampart. Rampart. <laughs> uh, Jordan, another thing that I have that this game does well, it's got that just one more try feeling. It does. It like really does. I kept so like I I played a lot of this game by myself in single player. Uh, today was the first time I ever played multiplayer, and in single player, I, I would I would lose. I'd be so close, and then you you just need one more little piece to fill the gap, and then you you can't do it. And it ends. It's like I can't go out on that, so I got to play one more. And then in multiplayer, there's always like that. Oh, you no, you weren't better than me. I was just I just misplayed that one piece. <laughs> we need to go again, and it's like that kind of thing of like I I don't like remember ever playing a lot of multiplayer nes games i wish yeah. i would have had this when i was a kid because we would have gone nuts for this yeah uh, almost all of the nes games that i had when i was a kid were single player and i would have loved to have this because we could have gone all day with my brothers playing this game yeah man it's just uh there's something about it like uh which which piggybacks into like another point that i have is, is it has quick rounds yeah like you're just these aren't like long drawn out games it's like you fail and it's like do you want more firepower and i think it is it you like you lose lose after the so if you defeat number of rounds? If in multiplayer if you defeat your opponent 3 times they just lose you also at the beginning it's it's kind of nice you have an option screen that lets you choose how many rounds do you want to go so if everybody keeps managing to build their walls around their their castle by the end of the round it'll go whatever you picked five or seven rounds yeah. but if you defeat your opponent 3 times boom they're just they're done it's over so it's, it doesn't take long though, because each yeah. each each section of like the the build and attack sections are each like twenty seconds long, and then you yeah. get like ten seconds to place your towers. So it's really the rounds are not long. Yeah, I feel like how long did we even we play? Probably played for like almost two hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hour and a half, almost two hours. It like and it kind of flew by. Yeah, um, and we could have played more. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. If I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i had a little bit of an advantage over dan but he held his own and uh he, he got me a couple times yeah i don't know i don't know we'll talk about that <laughs> uh what else do you have um yeah that's it for me i mean i, I was going to talk more about the multiplayer but we kind of mentioned that last yeah. thing i love that it has the multiplayer it's not something that is typical of nes games i think the fact that multiplayer even has options like um i never realized because i've never played multiplayer that in multiplayer you can blow up your opponent's cannons which is yeah. a, a big deal because your cannons are the way that you do damage to everything i tried to damage yours in the arcade version and it didn't seem to work so maybe not in the arcade version yeah. but in the nes version you have the option of choosing how many shots destroys a cannon and the default is 12 it takes a lot of shots to destroy a cannon yeah but you can put it down to um four or even two, two. or you can make it infinite where cannons you just can't touch them yeah. and i think that giving those options in the multiplayer gives you a different uh you know it gives you some replayability mm -hmm. when you complete a multiplayer match it'll let you choose like a, a new map so you're not always playing the same map you get some variation in there mm -hmm. and as somebody who has played a lot of rampart over the last year but has never played multiplayer i came into today and i i really enjoyed the multiplayer options yeah yeah uh, I don't have anything else, Jordan. All right. Let's move on to the section that you're really going to enjoy. <laughs> I'm good. Are you? You, Dan. They, the no, listeners, I'm really going to The enjoy. singular you, yeah. This, okay. <laughs> the royal you. <laughs> All right, let's move on.
right, Jordan, the first thing that I have in what the game doesn't do so well, um, it, well, it's not the first thing. I don't even know if this this should be on my list anymore. <laughs> You're but really it's, starting it's a, off with a with a solid thing here. It's a note that I took. Blood pressure is up. Oh, <laughs> this got your blood. Pre- it did. You were getting a little spicy. <laughs> I was quite the spicy nugget when we were playing this game. So, as in pretty much every strategy game and most puzzle games, there is like a level of like frustration of when you don't get the things you need to accomplish what you want to do because <laughs> yep. you don't have total agency over what's going to happen. There is a level of randomness to there. And so there were times when Dan just really needed one specific piece to finish his castle and he got about eight pieces in a row that were not the right piece and weren't even playable on his board. Yeah. So the problem is like you get these pieces. Uh, so one, another point that I have that's like actually valid is like the random blocks make it hard to plan sometimes. Yes. Um, and so I would say like one of the really nice features that Tetris has is like, it shows you the next piece that's coming. On I was the just thinking the screen. Yeah. Um, the, this game doesn't give you nearly enough information yeah. um, to plan effectively. And so I think that that actually really holds the game back because it feels like now I haven't played a ton of this game. I've probably played three to four hours of Rampart now. Yeah. Um, Which is still a lot for like what this game is more than most people. Uh, (laughs) Right. Um, But I still feel like I'm not in control of my fate as much as I would like to be. Yeah. Um, You have to be very strategic when you're picking what castle you want, when you're placing your cannons, because as the game goes on and as your walls get destroyed, it gets difficult to maneuver around all of that stuff and enclose your castle at the end of each round. And it can be really frustrating. It would be awesome. I totally agree. It'd be awesome if they had a strip at the side because both players are getting the same pieces in the same order mm-hmm. it would be awesome if they put a strip in there that showed you here's what's coming up next and you could plan a little bit better yeah and i have also like the pieces don't quite seem intelligent enough like i wish it was like reading it maybe it is but i wish it felt like it was it knew how many single squares i need oh no it's just totally random there's like, no way it's checking what you need so and that is that feeds into another point that i have is the battlefield should be a bit bigger like yeah. if a lot of the castles are so close to the wall, it's like, or just like, give me the option to make the grid bigger. Yeah. Um, because it's like, okay, you're giving me this piece that's, let's call it five squares big or whatever. And I need one that's three squares big because I'm right up against the wall and yep. the Z shape is putting me off the border. Like it's, it's like the, the movement in the NES version. And I mean, the trying to, we, the 360 gamepad doesn't feel good well to play this on yeah the ar- it's with the, it's a trackball game the arcade version Fine. uses a trackball and so if you're trying to go play the arcade version on a collection or on like using a joystick or whatever yeah. it's not going to feel good yeah uh so it's like the i just needed the battlefields to be a little bit bigger to yeah. to help me deal with some of the chaos of of these random pieces i will say um, that the d-pad actually controlled pretty good for the nes like i we got way way less frustrated using the d-pad on the nes than we did with the the xbox controllers another nice thing on the nes at least in the battle phase is pressing the b button makes things your cursor move faster to yeah i never knew that 
unfortunately, you can't move it faster when you're like rebuilding your walls, which is when it would be super helpful. Yeah. Um, Although you kind of want to be a little bit. Pieces. Yeah, you want to be a little bit more precise, and that's the yeah. downside of the NES only having two buttons. I did see on the Super Nintendo version, some of the maps are bigger, and they you can like scroll. Oh. The screen actually scrolls. They did a whole bunch of Mode Seven stuff. I guess the the Super Nintendo one adds a whole bunch of stuff. Like if you you want to like combine three of your cannons, and it makes a hot air balloon that oh. like can attack from the sky. <sighs> so they added a whole so bunch weird, of stuff. Man, every version is so different than the others. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's kind of it's less of like um, a game and more of like a platform that yeah. the devs were able to experiment in different ways on different consoles. I was playing the Famicom version and like it gives you campaigns and it's like different difficulties give you different story modes and it's like I was playing this little Red Riding Hood defending the forest from like wolves and mice. Yeah, um, and I had like. I don't know, elves or something that were like throwing stones. Yes. And then the medium is like a medieval scenario. And then the heart is like a samurai scenario or something. Yeah. So if you really want like the definitive, like best version of this game, Konami made the Famicom version. Yeah. It has great music, great art, great sprites, uh, has all these different modes. It's in Japanese. So you want to probably play this on a Retron and load up a patch. Somebody has made an English translation patch, which you could played in English. I don't know that you really need it unless you really want the story of Rampart, but the the Famicom version made by Konami is supposed to be very good. I've never played it, but Dan yeah. has it now. I don't think that you need the the English. I think I don't think you need to play it in <laughs> You weren't in missing English. out on the story. No. no. Um I mean you might not be able to like read the options, but I think that you'd be okay to just play this one in Japanese. Uh, yeah, I would imagine one of you those. would be able to. Um but Getting back to what the the whatever NES slash arcade versions don't do so well, uh, and I kind of alluded to this, is not as many options as I'd like to see in general. Like, for example, I would like to be able to increase the time between waves. Like, yeah. give me like another 10 seconds because there were so many times when I'm like <laughs> screaming because it's I just don't have enough time. It's you need like, one more piece. You just need one more piece. Well, you don't even need one more piece. Like you don't have the time to plan is the problem. And it's oh, like it's all on it's all on quick twitch muscles. It's Dan. like goodness, if this is going to be a strategy game, like I should be able to employ some strategy instead of like like there's there's some element of fun to the chaos of like oh, oh yeah. my friend like decided to strategically put holes in my wall and make it very hard. <laughs> That's fine. But I would like to be able to sort of react a little bit more. Um, yeah. I would have liked to see at least, the, you know, the, the ability to change the time. But. Yeah, that would be definitely a good option. That would be an awesome option to add. So. Um, something that really bugs me is that the water gets in the way of everything. So oh, when, you're, yeah. when you're trying to build, um, you think, oh, I can just scroll this piece over the river that's here. But no, when your piece hits the water, it just stops dead and you have to go around it. And it's Ugh. that's kind of annoying. When time is a premium, it's like extra frustrating. Yes. You're like, oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on the water. And so I didn't love that. Well, that's that. And that's with the whole I wish I could accelerate it during the build phase because it's like, OK, you gave me a giant piece. I've got a bunch of clutter because the pieces get put together randomly sometimes and you just I don't know. It's like, so if I want to just throw this piece away, which that should be another feature in this game is like, can I just throw it away? Yeah. You have to like scroll over to an empty part of your map and try to drop it somewhere. Or give me like the classic Tetris, like, let me hold the piece. Yes. Um, There's so many things you could steal from Tetris to make this so much better. Give you the the preview, give you the hold pieces. I, I really 
think give that, us rampart to atari yes seriously make a modern one and take some of the stuff that seriously. modern like come back and say like hey we we started the tower defense genre and now we're gonna come back and take some of the pieces that that future people came along and brought yep. and like we're gonna give you the ultimate rampart experience yeah. i would love that third person open world <laughs> 4k <laughs> That's the problem with uh, Tetris. We just we, we don't have enough 4K Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that basically just Tetris effect? Make the cannons first person shooter. If this isn't in VR, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Rampart in VR. You're manning the walls of your no, castle. You, you are the two ton. You are the walls. <laughs> no, you're the two ton cannonball. <laughs> oh man. Uh one last thing jordan that i think i have on let's hear the, it. the game does not do so well sometimes the the uh, aiming at the ai ships in single player can be like really frustrating it seems like they are like oh you shot at me i'm gonna turn around it felt like they didn't there's so much of this game where i just like i need more space to think yeah so with the ships when you're playing single player mode there's these these ships and the the manual does tell you to aim for the front of them you want to try to like lead them with you your don't shots. have time to look at anything in this game that's Bro. the problem like you just so, don't it's every there's so much chaos where you're just like i don't know it's good and it's like 15 seconds and you're like i gotta rebuild my walls oh uh, the ships are shooting at me again oh why is there <laughs> there's now ships in multiplayer shooting at us that we had nothing to do that weren't in the previous maps love that what is happening so there's definitely a learning curve to single that's player mode. what rampart feels like is everything that just came out of in in the beginner stages of rampart you you like the ships don't move very fast or they don't move at all and you can kind of just blow them up and then as you go they start moving faster they start moving more erratically there's like these ships that shoot fireballs at you there's landing ships that come and drop uh guys on the ground that'll come and attack your castles so it just keeps getting harder and harder i think i've only beaten the the sixth stage the final stage of the game one time but i've played it many many times i've gotten to that final stage a lot it's just it's very difficult it's a weird shape it's hard to keep your tower uh, surrounded so there's definitely a level of difficulty here and it is a little bit of a learning curve but the early levels aren't too bad yeah yeah i mean the game is fun it is it's fun. like there's something about it that i'm like yeah like yeah. i was uh as i was like playing the famicom campaign on easy i was like yeah this is uh this is it's charming yep there's something that i'm enjoying about this experience uh i liked that one more try feel yeah um but as somebody i mean we've talked about this in the past with with the the kinds of games that i enjoy i like failure to be more my fault than sometimes (laughs) it like yeah i don't like bad rng yeah i don't like it to feel and like i'm saying i've only played a few hours of this game i don't know if there's something that i'm that hasn't clicked with it yet but it feels completely random to me in a lot of ways we need and it feels bad we need a rampart roguelike <laughs> we need that i need that in my life can somebody out i hope somebody out there be a developer and make that game <laughs> i'll buy it for you you can have my two dollars <laughs> yeah i mean i just i need more control over my outcomes in this game than it feels like i have i can see you wanting that yeah that's just that's just a me thing you know I know. All right. That's all I have, Jordan. Same. All right, let's move on to the rest of our show.
So, Jordan. Dan. If you were walking up to a Play Choice 10. <laughs> and it had... I don't want to play the arcade version of this. And I don't think PlayStation's have a trackball, so <laughs> we're going with the NES version here. Is it that like a valid option for a PlayChoice 10? Yeah, I guess PlayChoice uh, 10 would be NES games. It's a ne- Fair enough. I'm disappointed, Jordan. I, fi- I, I, I finally made the dumb PlayChoice 10 joke. And it was for and it was an, NES an NES game. literally an NES game. And I, I <laughs> and bit just, and went the wrong way. You just missed it. All right. All anyway. Right. Whatever. I, 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 what would this, you pay? Yeah. This uh, is an interesting one. How many quarters would you put in that play choice? Oh, 10? we're going quarters because I think this is interesting. This is one of the very, very rare occasions where I've actually bought this game, <laughs> which is unreal. And I bought it for you. So um, <laughs> I like this game a lot. This legitimately is one of my favorite NES games. I don't love a lot of NES games because they aren't fun to me. Okay. This game is fun to me. I, I wish I would have had this when I was a kid. I um, would love to to play this more um i would love this to be on my switch i wish i could download this on my switch and i would pay i would pay money for this i would it's hard because like if i really was going to pay to have it i'd want the famicom version just because you get the story and the better music and and graphics and everything (laughs) because it's very important rampart no but just like it would be cool okay fair enough uh i'm like i'm not quite ten dollars but i'm I'm, actually i'd say like eight dollars Eight dollars. Eight dollars. I really like this game. It's uh this is the thing. If we're going like pure like me putting quarters into a machine, I've I've done thirty two tokens at Chuck E. Cheese into the Rampart machine. Yeah, I've put <laughs> so many more than eight. So like so I could go up to ten. Ten dollars. But probably eight. Probably eight. That we'll call that nine. No, no, if I actually saw this somewhere, I would straight up put a ten dollar bill down. Wow. I like this game. I like yeah. this game a lot. Interesting. I, this, I think That's part of it is you. when I was in high school and college, I played a lot of tower defense games. And so this kind of just like being a prototype of the genre. I, I like that. I feel like I'm learning more about you lately because when we did the rate, the greatest retro gaming series for Patreon, um, you were like roller coaster tycoon, roller coaster tycoon. I'm, I'm learning about you as a gamer. It's, it's, we're finally, it, uh, it only took us three and a half years, but I'm starting to yeah. understand where you're. I'm telling you right now, lies. Dan, next time I get to pick a game, I'm picking <laughs> roller coaster tycoon straight up. It's on the app store. I'll buy you the disc. So it fits the, it fits the qualifiers of being a game in your collection. I love that game. It's so much fun. I have it on my phone. I have it on my iPad. Oh man. Love that game. Goodness. Uh, all right. For me, where am I at in a rampart? Cause like I was, I was okay. I was yelling at it when you weren't here. Yeah, I was I can playing imagine. by myself, and I was like, I could hear you four blocks away. Because <laughs> um, it was, oh. I think part of the part of the reason why I was I was getting a little bit frustrated is because the NES, some of the collisions, a little bit weird. Well, it's the like, NES. Yeah, so you don't quite know what part of the wall you're supposed to aim at. Yeah. Sometimes. It doesn't lock on. It's not like a perfect grid system. Well, like you had walls that were against the edge of the map. Yes. So I was like, let me just throw my cursor all the way as far as it'll go. Oh, and then they were going too far. And it wasn't damaging your wall. And I'm like, why? What, the, how is your wall not on the edge? Of, that does, It just didn't make sense to my we brain. We should say, yeah, that is the collision's a little weird. We should say, though, that, Dan, you're usually such a stickler for... 
um, being upset about uh, frame rate and all that oh, kind of stuff. This game has buttery smooth 60 okay. frames per second. Even in multiplayer, it's so smooth. No, uh, no sprite flicker, which is who cares? legendary on the NES. I mean, yes, right. <laughs> So okay. just throwing this out there, this is not. It's a, a single screen game. If it had sprite flicker, that'd be a little questionable. I know. I'm just saying, if you if you want that that modern experience yeah. Oh, yeah. on NES, this oh, is it. Oh yeah. Um, where am I at? Got six dollars. This is yeah. this is one of those extremely rare occasions where my <sighs> money is higher than Dan's. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Knowing what I know about the arcade version, if I'm walking into an arcade, yeah, I'm not gonna play this game. Probably, well, no, I think unless it's on free play, it'd be fun to play it with the trackball and see how that yeah. improves the experience. But I mean, the, may, the arcade version is three players, which would also seem kind of fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna pass on Rampart at the arcade. The NES version, I'm gonna say six dollars. Um, when you and I go to Galloping Ghost, we're gonna track down Rampart and play it. Okay, maybe maybe someday. Yeah, I'll someday. just buy you the arcade machine. No, that's okay. I don't have anywhere to put that. Shed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when the uh, the arcade one up version, the Atari. Yeah, of the, course. They're the gonna put Atari. out a game with three trackballs. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. All right. You, so you said six. I said eight. Uh, what do you think the the internet? What do you think? <laughs> what, I we, feel we I have quite. A, uh, we have six prices that I've. I've yeah, got this here. is hard because I did buy the Famicom version for you this year. Yes, and I know that was less than right, well, ten dollars. Let's, let's start there. Okay. What do you I, think that Famicom version? I think is I. Going for? I think I paid eight dollars plus shipping from Japan, which was like four seventy something. So okay. we'll call it eight dollars. I'm pretty sure that's what I paid for it. Six dollars. Boom. The Famicom version, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, buy that if you're even remotely interested <laughs> in this, and you have a Retron or something that can play Famicom games. Six bucks. That's yeah. that's worth yeah. it. All right, let's go to the NES version, Jordan, that you bought me a year ago. Okay, I think that was Sister a little bit memory. more. I think that was like twelve dollars. It was twelve dollars. That was going for nineteen currently. Oh, it's gone up. Well, mm-hmm. everything's gone up. Yeah, yeah. Let's get that uh that that 2021 premium on it. That's crazy, especially if you can get the Famicom one for so much cheaper. Uh, Super Nintendo version, Jordan. Oh, um, this one is a warning. Only buy this if you enjoy Mode 7, because apparently the entire game is Mode 7, which is like the fake 3D thing that they tried to mm-hmm. do on the Super Nintendo. I have no clue. I'm going to say $23. $21. All right. There That's you go. That's a good guess. Thank you. I'm Thank proud you. Of you. You're, you're on I've the been mo- doing this for three years now. You're on the money today. Ooh, that's a good pun. That's a good pun. No, it's not a good, not a good pun. All right, Uh, Genesis version, cardboard box version, the Genesis. There were two. It's what? Yeah, nobody knows. Somebody figure this out. Let us know because we keep getting trapped up on this. What's up? See if there's a YouTube video or something on this cardboard box box versus the plastic ones. Yeah, like why would if it's loose? And that's the problem. As on price charting, which is where all the prices come from. Shout out to price charting. Um. The, the loose cartridge price is like the regular version or the cardboard box version. If it's, it's a loose gotta, cartridge... Have, it's a different serial number, probably, or a different no. label, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, but probably not. It's the same game, most likely. Anyway, I so the, the Genesis one, I'm going to say $11. I haven't heard good things about the Genesis one, though. Really? So, no, no, no I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say $6. Wow, seven dollars! Oh, see, I'm glad I adjusted. So I adjusted close. so close. All right, Jordan, let's go. Uh, let's go visit our friends in the PAL region. 
What's what console? Master System. Master System. Master System. That old classic. Oh, I feel like they have so many castles there that they would appreciate this game. Like <laughs> what? The PAL region is where castles were invented. Okay. So okay. they're gonna be they're gonna be double. We're gonna go twelve dollars on that one. That's nine dollars. Nine dollars. Okay. It was it was more than seven. It was more than seven. Uh, all right, Jordan. Last price I have. The PAL NES version. Oh, I don't think we hear that often. Uh, PAL NES. So it was 19. I'm going to go 29. No. You want to take another crack at it? No, I don't want to. No? Is it higher? It is higher. 39. $48 for the NES PAL version. I'm sorry to our friends in the PAL region. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's, crazy. That's bananas. Um, All right. So the version we were focusing on, though, the NES version. Yeah, $19. $19. I got to call that worthless. I have to say worthless at that. That's really a bummer. It used to be a lot cheaper. I bet you if you're a person who goes out and looks at retro game shops, my guess is they're not tracking the price on Rampart. And if they have a copy... It might have been sitting there for a while. It might have been sitting there a while, and you can probably get it for single digits. And at that, it's worth it. I would say if you're really interested in this and you have a Retron or something that can play Famicom games, pick up the Famicom version for six bucks. That's a yeah. steal. Yeah. You're going to have a good time with it. And if you're really worried about the Japanese, you can load up a uh, translation. Actually, Nintendo Life did a whole review of the English translation of Rampart, which I think is what keyed me in on the whole Famicom Konami version. So mm. if you want to know more about it, they got you covered. Yes, yes. Uh, Jordan, do we have trivia today? I do. I have I have you one have trivia Rampart question here. Trivia. Where, have, where did you find Rampart trivia on the internet? The manual. <laughs> okay. The Rampart manual. Shout out to the Didn't Rampart even need the internet manual. for this one. Actually, yeah, I didn't even need Nobody the on Instagram had, did you ask? I did not ask for this one. <laughs> uh, there's just some games that you know you're not going to get a response to. <laughs> you don't want to put yourself out there to be hurt, so you just, you just write your own trivia. All right, Dan. In the single-player mode, some ships will drop land units onto the map. What are those land units called? Mice. No. I'm going to give you some <laughs> options here. I'm going to give you some options here. Are they A, tanks, B, grunts, C, toughs, or D, siege engines? I think it's one of the first two. I can't remember. But you like, Tanks or grunts? I feel like, yeah. I feel like I, I saw one of those somewhere but i don't there's know. no text in the game that describes these so you would have had to see it. i did i see think this i was word. watching the video of the konami yeah uh, version translated this word did pop up on the wikipedia page i think at least in one location so um man i don't know i want to say tanks it's not tanks they do look like tanks yeah. They look like tanks, but they're called grunts. Okay. Grunts. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. You failed. That's fine. I wouldn't really be, thought you would have brushed up on your Rampart trivia. Gosh. Freaking Rampart. There you go. That's Rampart. This game. This game. Yeah. Uh, what do we do? We got uh, still, it's we're still in the throes of uh, uh, no thember um, uh, Spiro mission. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> as we're <What>? recording this. <laughs> oh, he's what? Well, let me translate for you. Dan's trying to say we're recording this and it's still November, so yeah, we don't have no November Spiro mission bounty winner for you. But by the time you hear our next episode, <laughs> we will have that winner and we'll tell you who that, it was. That twenty dollar shop. But this month, if you want to, yeah, this month twenty dollar eShop again, Jordan. It's a, it's a. Everybody always loves that one as an easy yeah, go-to. Yeah, I since it's my birthday month, and I love the Switch eShop. I mean, seven billion people have yeah. bought a Switch, so it's hard not to love the Switch yeah. eShop. Twenty dollars, you could win it. All you have to do is send us a direct message on social media. Before we tell you all the places you should send <laughs> yeah, it, I was like, we should tell hold you. On, let us tell us what you're what sending. Which I think Dan came up with a really good one this month. Yeah. So Jordan, so Jordan has um, been crying. What? Nonstop. What? I mean, well, since we started this podcast, but lately he's been like, Dan never lets me pick games. Uh, well, I mean, so in honor of we're George, three years in here now, and I got to pick one. This is my first one. So no, this is not even true. I can't wait for our sixth year when I get to pick year. Roller Coaster Tycoon. You picked some last year. I, I can't remember. You picked Zombies Ate My Neighbors in no honor chance. of Halloween. No chance that I picked that. You did. And then I the other coerced. one um, you picked that month. You know what? I'm going to look it up. No. I don't have your fast skills this is for, searching, legitimately, for searching podcasts. If I picked something, it was out of a very small list that you delivered to me. That's not true. You picked Tetris and Dr. Mario is the other one. Okay. There's a good yeah, okay. chance I oh, picked yeah, Tetris. Okay. Which, if I recall, was one of our best episodes ever. <laughs> And according I, to who? According to the analytics, Dan. No, that's not- <laughs> Everyone loves Tetris. Everyone loves Dr. Uh, Mario so much so that they put out Dr. Luigi on the Wii come U. Come to find out, Jordan. Shout out to the Wii U. Um, I've been appreciating the eShop over there. I uh, I saw, I was... Um, okay, 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 okay. Why was I on the eShop on the Wii U the other day? Because... After we were talking about the e-reader on the Game Boy Advance, I remembered like, oh, they put out Mario 3 levels for the Game Boy Advance that were e-reader exclusive. Yeah. And I was like, I think now might be the time for me to just really go through the headache of buying an e-reader off eBay. No. Seeing the cards. The cards are all like ridiculously expensive. Apparently, the the Wii U release of uh, Super Mario Advance, uh, was it 4, with Mario 3, has the e-reader levels built into the game. So I was like, well, uh, let's let's do this. Yes, it was really interesting because you sent me a message on the same day that we got a social media message from Evan G. Shout out to Evan G. Who let us know that uh, you can play the e-reader levers on this Wii, yeah. Wii U version. That so. was very funny because I was like, this is amazing. And you're like, we got a DM that's telling you that. I was, I was like, in the process of texting you to let you know about this message we had just gotten. Yeah. So I see the the uh, the Doctor Mario um, viruses. Yes, uh, on, Viri. I, uh, on some kind of um, Luigi. No, it was like the sections. It was like the front page of the eShop. Oh, it the, has its own section. Doctor Mario gets his own section. Well, no, and it was like budget games or something, or oh. like, or like <laughs> Wii U exclusives, or like some. It was some yeah, like yeah, eShop yeah. exclusives. I think it was like basically digital games that were only released in the eShop. And it Wii was U trash. The Doctor Mario viruses. I was like, what Doctor Mario game was, was on Wii U? Yeah, and I got to like the third or fourth page. <laughs> And then it was like, Dr. Luigi. I was like, what? (laughs) Dr. Luigi. Like, why? (laughs) I love that there was four pages. Why did nobody tell me there was a Dr. Luigi? 
So now you guys know. You guys, un- you have to. This is your assignment. Uh, next time a weird <laughs> game is made, make sure Dan knows about it. We can't let for all thirteen and a half million of us Wii U owners. We yeah. can't go and letting those gems slide through the cracks. Goodness. Now I'm like, I need to check out Doctor Luigi. It's anyway, like, but I don't know if it's worth all that to say. You can get a twenty dollar. <laughs> oh yeah, what eShop <laughs> code, which you can use on your Wii U or on your Switch know. or on your 3DS. Is, is your wallet? Work across yeah, it's all your of the things. Nintendo account. Okay, works for all of the all shops. Right. Yeah. So, in honor of Jordan and his incessant complaining about never picking games, even though he never asks to pick games, I would love to pick a game. Yeah. I, well, you did, and I know and, it was a good one. Yeah. Then you also gave us the options for the next one. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> Are we even talking today? <laughs> I feel like everything is taking forever to say today. <laughs> uh, okay. Send us a DM with Jordan's favorite game, but wrong answers only. Wrong answers only. What's my favorite game? If this is the only episode you've heard of the podcast, you've got plenty to go on, I think. (laughs) And if you've been a longtime listener, you've got a lot to go on. So send us a DM. What's my favorite game? Wrong answers only. And you can send it to at W-I-O-W podcast on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can also send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. You can send Dan or myself a DM on Discord where you can find the link uh, to that in the show description. Uh, I think that's it. All those places. You can send us it. We'll get you on the list. And at the end of the month, we'll draw a winner and you could be the new owner of $20. Yeah. And if you join (laughs) us on a $20 North American (laughs) eShop code. Specifically. Specifically North American. Also, details will be in writing in the podcast description as well. And a, a note about Discord, Jordan. If they join us on Discord and chat, they'll be leveling up on there to potentially earn up to three extra bounty entries. Those bonus ones only get tabulated if you submit an actual entry. That's true. Yes. So if you want to win that, uh, join us on Discord. Come yeah. hang out. Speaking of joining us places. Speaking of uh, George, I was, man, I was trying to think of a way to mix your name with Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Jordway. Jeggings. Segan. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jordan, we did allude to you making the choices for the next game. Yeah. We did that on a Patreon poll. We got a Patreon now. Yes. And one of the great perks of Patreon is you can vote on some of our episodes. We're going to give you some options and you can pick them. I put together a little list of games from Dan's collection that I'd be interested in playing for our next episode, but... We're giving the power to you guys. And uh, do we know it's currently winning, Dan? Uh, the the poll has ended. It's ended. The power is is just come and gone. There it is. Uh, let's see what our choices were here, Jordan. We had we had uh, Mario Kart 64. We had F-Zero for the Super Nintendo. Yep. We had Super Mario Strikers for the GameCube. Yep. And then we had Bible Adventures for the NES. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> and Jordan was lamenting the fact that I put this poll out before his birthday or before my birthday because he's he got me Punisher for Genesis. For yeah, birthday, we'll, we'll so get there. Proud we'll get owner there. of that. He was like bummed that that didn't make it into the poll, but it's all right. So we, we will. We definitely will point. play it at some point. Marvel Movember. Sure. Any, any <laughs> month we can put it in there. Uh, Bible Adventures won the poll. I'm so pumped about that. 55%. Of the votes went to Bible Adventures, thirty-three percent went to Mario Kart sixty-four, and eleven percent went to Super Mario Strikers. Yes, there we go. So that's what we'll be playing for our next episode later in the month. And if you're like, man, I want to vote on stuff, 
you can join us on Patreon and get all sorts of cool yeah. stuff. Early access to this show, you get a monthly podcast of super worth it or worthless All Stars Deluxe, which is like a different retro gaming podcast that we're you. doing. Yeah, it's a well, it's a retro game podcast. You. Yeah. You don't just throw. Never mind. You can just throw you in wherever you want. Yeah. You get a merch discount. We got T-shirts going on now. Uh, yeah. If you want to join us on Patreon, link will be in the podcast description. Yes. Hope to see you there. Um, what else we got, Jordan? Anything? I think that's it. Uh, you think that's it? Oh, the well, it. So this episode comes out of the public feed on the seventh. The tenth, we'll be releasing the second episode of Super Worth It or Worthless on Patreon, which is going to be our Retro Game of the Year awards. Oh yeah! So that should be an interesting conversation. Our very own award show. It's going to yeah. be a good time. We've been chatting about it. We got some great mm-hmm. ideas, and so don't miss out on that. We might. <laughs> We're not going to. We talked about uh, e- uh, emailing. We email. Maybe that's what we should do. Mailing little trophies to developers for like twenty-year-old games. Don't tempt me. <laughs> I depending on what wins from a podcast they've never heard of. Hey, congrats! For the game you won they made the twenty ni- years ago. <laughs> you won the nineteen eighty-six Game of the Year award. Yeah. Well, it's called the twenty twenty-one two thousand one Game of the Year. Etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna, this is gonna be a whole host of. We're going back 15, 20, 25 years to give out awards. <laughs> it's it's a great idea. If you're skeptical, if you're <laughs> you skeptical, be. yeah, pay us money and then you can hear about it. <laughs> uh, all right, my friend. Uh, do you have anything else before we close it out with our music segment? I think that's gonna do it. I hope you guys all have an amazing my birthday. <laughs> And I hope that this podcast was just the best my birthday present to you ever. I got to think of a, a, a monthly theme with your name. Um, well, my birthday is Pearl Harbor Day. Maybe you could work that in. No. National no, tragedy. No. A day that'll live in infamy. <laughs> your birthday is a national tragedy. Uh, all right, Jordan, let's just move on. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, today, closing out the show, we've got uh, an Undertale remix, Jordan, called Home by, uh, by Holder. I don't know anything about Undertale besides the fact that my students love it and it has great music. So I'm excited to hear some of this music. I started Undertale. It's one of those games where everybody was talking about it for a long time. Yep. And I got it on sale on the eShop for pretty cheap. I think it was like 7 or $8 at some point. And I was like, okay. I played maybe two to three hours of it. And I was like, I get it. You get it. I like this. This is goofy. This is fun. Love it. Um, it's an RPG where you don't have to attack things. <laughs> and apparently okay. not a, apparently there's multiple endings based on how much you attacked or didn't attack and Interesting. stuff like that and it's really goofy so i'm like i want to play more of undertale well but here here's some music from it here it, it is hope you hope you hope you love <laughs> it hope you like it uh yeah all right we will see you in two weeks with bible adventures see you then all right bye mm-hmm.